After a very successful preseason opener at home versus the Phoenix Suns, the Sacramento Kings look to the Staples Center, taking on the Los Angeles Clippers for game two of four before the games really begin. And for me, it's all about the Kings maintaining consistency, showing that the things that they did well in that first preseason game against Phoenix, they can do well again against LA and basically every night or the majority of nights this upcoming season. If the Kings can play on a nightly basis, the way that they played last night, they're uh, putting themselves in a good position to be successful and, and put themselves in a position to, at the very least, participate in the play-in tournament uh, this year. But the Los Angeles Clippers are a team in a very different situation, and there is a chance because of the uh, ACL injury to Kawhi Leonard that's going to keep him out for the majority of the season that the Clippers could fall down some rungs in the ladder. Could the, could the Clippers potentially fall into the play-in picture? Could they give up a playoff spot that maybe the Sacramento Kings could try and swoop in and steal? On today's podcast, I'm going to be joined by Charles Mockler, one of the hosts of the Locked on Clippers podcast. We're going to talk about the look of the Clippers this season, and we're going to spend some time, of course, little preview of the Kings and the uh, the Los Angeles Clippers preseason game, what the Kings are working on, an idea of what to keep an eye on for what the Clippers are trying to workshop. It's all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked on Kings. Your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Hello and welcome to Long Don Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season, all preseason, and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game -game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January all the way through to December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the absolute privilege of being your host here. Uh, I've been a Sacramento sports uh, media member, Sacramento Kings media member for the last seven years. This is my eighth season covering the Kings, formerly with uh, Sports 1140 KHDK Radio here in Sacktown, now transitioning into television, working at ABC 10. This is my first year uh, with ABC 10. Looking forward to uh, expanding my Kings coverage into the realm of television uh, and bringing those expertise here to Locked On Kings to bring you even more great content. The support of this Locked On Kings podcast all off season long, uh, really since I, I took over for Jason Ross like four years ago or whatever it was now, maybe five years ago, hard to believe. Uh, the support has been incredible. I know some of you know this already, uh, but for those of you maybe who are new or missed it, Locked on Kings surpassed last month a million downloads, which is just incredible. I'm looking forward to uh, the millions more uh, as we go on. Thank you so much for your support. And uh, hopefully uh, you continue to trust me for your Kings entertainment uh, and your, your Kings knowledge and content and preparations for games uh, like this Kings and Clippers game. Now, unfortunately, I don't know how we're going to be able to watch this game. Uh, I know the Kings aren't televising it. I have no idea if the Clippers are doing a stream, and even if they are, more than likely it's it's restricted to like their area, kind of like the Kings game was. You couldn't watch it if you were more than like 50 miles outside of Sacramento on their online stream. So I don't know how that's necessarily uh, going to work. I hope we can find a way to watch this game because there's a lot to watch for. And like I mentioned in the open, really this game is all about consistency for me. Now, the starting lineup could be different. The rotations could be different, but I want to see this Kings team as a whole play the same way as they did in that first game. I want to make sure that the defensive intensity that we saw 
isn't a fluke. I want to make sure that the chemistry that that team had, the ball movement, the camaraderie that they seemed to have wasn't a fluke. And trying not to overreact too much to one preseason game, even though I know I got some of you with my Tyrese Halliburton is the King's best player clickbait title on yesterday's podcast. I still think that last game, the the Suns preseason win was uh, like 90 to 95% positive and a lot for the Kings to build upon. Now there's some things, of course, for them to work on, taking care of the basketball, better shot selection, uh, just getting more comfortable with uh, each other. So those are things to definitely pay attention to in this Kings and, and Clippers preseason game. But overall, it's about being consistent, showing that the team you were against the Suns is a team that you're able to be on a nightly basis. And not only able to be, that you will be on a nightly basis. So uh, more than enough reason to pay attention to this game. I know it will be broadcast uh, on, on the Kings radio broadcast. So wherever you listen to Kings radio, Sports 1140 KHDK, or uh, if you listen online, uh, however you listen, uh, make sure you can check that out too. That's one way to follow the game. And hopefully we'll be able to find some streams online. If I find any source of a way to watch it, I'll for sure tweet it out. And you can find that on Twitter at Matt George Sack is how you can follow me and find out that information there. But for today, uh, I'm going to be bringing in Charles Mockler here in just a second, one of the hosts of the Lockdown Clippers podcast. Chuck and I uh, have a great relationship. I, I do enjoy following the Clippers. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I, I ever support a team from Los Angeles, but I certainly like the Clippers a whole lot of a hell of a lot more than I like the Los Angeles Lakers. So, uh, and there are a lot of reasons to pay attention to this team, a lot of questions to be asked about this team. Can Paul George pick up uh, the weight of no Kawhi Leonard and keep that team in the playoff picture? You're going to hear Chuck talk about that and a lot more right now on Locked on Kings. Success on opening night of the preseason for both the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Clippers. The Kings beating the Suns, the Clippers beating the Nuggets. But the Kings and the Clippers, they are both in very different situations. The Clippers looking to uh, secure their playoff position that they've enjoyed over the last couple of seasons. The Sacramento Kings looking to get into the playoffs for the first time in over 15 years. Here to join me on the Lockdown Kings podcast to give us an idea of what's going on with the Clippers and to preview the Kings versus Clippers, maybe the most highly anticipated preseason game of all time, <laughs> at least for right now, is Charles Mark Mockler, one of the hosts of the Locked on Clippers podcast. Chuck, welcome in, my friend. It's been a while since I've had you on. Yes, thank you for having me. Pacific Division Brothers Unite. You know, it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, there's always, I, I mean, I, I can't say that I ever enjoy anything from L.A. or any teams in L.A., <laughs> but I've always had a special appreciation for the Clippers as treated like the, the stepchild to the Lakers. So we both can at least be bonded over our hatred of the Lakers. And boy, <laughs> do I want to see that old man experience uh, in the uh, in, in L.A., that team in the, Sp the Staples Center wearing yellow fail. But there's a lot of questions about the Clippers just because of the loss of Kawhi Leonard. And I was, uh, I had John Corrales of Locked on Celtics, one of the Locked on NBA hosts on last week. And we were talking about what's the route for the Kings into the playoffs in the Western Conference? Because the conference is still ridiculously good. The mm -hmm. Kings more than likely are going to try and work their way in via a play-in. But if the Kings are actually going to make the playoffs, that means some teams are going to have to fall out. And one of the teams we discussed about potentially falling out of the playoff picture or at risk of falling out of the playoff picture was the Clippers just because of Kawhi Leonard's ACL injury. So before we dive into expectations for the Clippers this year and how far they could fall with Kawhi being out, 
Is there any information that you have or any expectation for Kawhi, his his return? It sounds like the Clippers are gonna are really gonna take their time, just try and put themselves in the best position they can playoff wise for him to return. It sounds like he would be back for the playoffs. Do you have any new information really on on what's going on with Kawhi? I'll tell you, if I was able to get new information on Kawhi, I think I would be doing a lot better uh, than I am now. But I don't have any new information on Kawhi Leonard. Um, They've been, you know, kind of fairly optimistic as a team. Um, I think the optimism for his return kind of comes by with the fact that they're going to let him do what he wants when it comes to recovery. And that's a good thing. Um, He has his medical team and all that stuff. And I think a lot of fans understand, like, you know, if things aren't going well, what would we really be risking long term if Kawhi comes back? If, if it's a moot point or something like that, I don't think a lot of fans would want that to happen. So, you know, we're hopefully we can get, you know, the Clippers schedule is really front loaded with home games. That first month and a half is pretty much all at Staples. So we need to make a lot of noise in that first month and a half to honestly kind of even project Kawhi coming back early if we get some good reports. The Clippers officially finished fourth in the Western Conference last season, although they had the exact same record as the Denver Nuggets, a team that for some reason the Kings had a lot of success against last season, had no <laughs> business being good uh, against the Nuggets. But uh, And then, of course, the Clippers, given the Suns a run for their money, that was uh, ended up being one of the best series uh, in the in the playoffs last season. And, of course, the injury to Kawhi Leonard uh, that we found out. So, I mean, this sounds like a dumb question because it's Kawhi freaking Leonard, (laughs) but how significant is that loss of Kawhi to the Clippers and their overall picture for the season, the plan for the season? Because there's still a lot of talent on this roster. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time believing that just because Kawhi isn't playing all season long, barring injury to other important players, that this team is going to fall all the way out of the the playoff and play-in picture. Yeah, I I think the idea that they're falling out of the play-in picture is kind of wildly far-fetched like mm-hmm. that that there's a lot of you look at the western conference and my co-host and i were just running down kind of teams that were going to for sure be worse than the clippers and, and you know and the kings too you have like you know the rockets aren't going to make any noise really they're a young team the thunder are still the thunder um <laughs> we don't really know what the pels are going to look like um it's it's just kind of these and the spurs there's a yeah. lot of question marks there so there's i think out of the play-in is is uh reaching quite a bit I personally, I am a little biased. I think the Clippers are going to be able to hold down a four or five seed. Um, I think it'll be interchangeable there. But losing Kawhi's giant, right? You're losing a top. I mean, the GM survey came out today, and you're losing, according to the GMs, kind of basically the third best player in the NBA, Mm -hmm. how they see it. So the hole on offense is going to be a lot easier to fill than the hole on defense, Mm -hmm. um, which is why they made changes. You know, they picked up Winslow. They're hoping he can be healthy and bring his defense. They picked up Bledsoe, who is going to be more available than Patrick Beverly and lose a little bit on defense, but he's there more um, just in general. So that's good. But I have confidence in Ty Lue. Um, We've seen him change how this Clippers team plays basketball from Doc and then to what this team looked like last year. It was incredible. Um, they really know how to maximize guys' value, which is big. And they took a lot of swings on upside this year in the draft and in the free agents um, that they've picked up. So if a couple of those guys hit and – you know, everyone's still bought in, right? We're running back the exact same core that was fully on board with what Ty Lue was preaching in his first year of coaching. Now there's just more familiarity. It's not like they're used to playing with Kawhi 100% of the time, as anyone who's been a fan of Kawhi knows that those things kind of go in and out. So I think four or five is really in play, but it is a big hole to fill. And if things get slippery, it will be something to kind of keep an eye on. Today's Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Let me know if this sounds familiar. You've got 
One device lets you catch the game live. You have another device that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the other good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle. It's great to finally get all your TV together with Direct TV Stream. It brings you live TV, on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, your favorite movies, your TV shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. It's like any other subscription service. No, you're not tied in for a year or two with DirecTV Stream. You cancel uh, whenever you want. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required. Uh, content varies by package. Locked on Kings is also brought to you by Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I personally love how Shopify has the tools and resources to make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. And it's been a big help, a major success uh, for the Locked On Podcast Network. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is a possibility powered only by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. Shopify.com slash locked on NBA. There was a lot of Paul George slander over the last couple of seasons, which I don't appreciate as someone who shares my last name, even though there's not even close to a relation. <laughs> I'd like to believe you I guys have, aren't at the same family reunion. <laughs> very, very. We, I know we look a lot alike, but there, right. unfortunately, there just happens to be a difference between the two of us. Yeah. Um, but Paul George really stepped up when Kawhi went down and it was a reminder of, oh yeah, this guy's damn good. He was damn good with the Indiana Pacers. Kind of a weird saga, uh, if you want to call it that, with the Oklahoma City Thunder playing next okay. to Russell Westbrook. Um, but how how much confidence is there in Paul George? You talked about scoring, filling the scoring load is going to be a little bit easier than the, the defensive load. I imagine Paul George is a major reason for that. How much confidence is there in LA for Paul and his ability to, like you said, this team isn't probably getting better moving up to a top three seed, but just sustaining where they were at at that four or five range. The belief in Paul George is higher than it's ever been probably in his career, I would say, in wow. his own city. I mean, he put up, MVP numbers in that playoff series. Um, he put the entire team on his back, as they say, and he's coming in healthy. He, We don't really know what he's going to look like in terms of preseason minutes. He didn't play against the Nuggets. There was no availability today for the Clippers, so we're not really sure if we're going to see him against the Kings. But we know what he can do. He's coming in healthy. And, I mean, if he picks up where he left off, there's no reason the Clippers can't be a top-four seed. And then you also have guys like Batum and Marcus Morris who are taking some time off from the preseason who when they're 100% healthy, um, it's it's still a it's still a damn good trio. 
So looking at the Western Conference, the Jazz, Suns, and Nuggets, barely just the Nuggets, but uh, those three teams were ahead of the Clippers in the standings last season. Then just below them was the Mavericks at five, Blazers at six, Lakers at seven, and Grizzlies at eight. Of course, the Lakers and Grizzlies uh, made their way into the playoffs via the play-in. Do you expect those three teams in the Jazz, Suns, and Nuggets to still be ahead of the Clippers? And are any of those teams that I mentioned below uh, the Clippers last season, do any of those teams, do you think, leapfrog and potentially push the Clippers down to five or six? So I think, you know, Utah is going to try for the number one seed. Uh, I've said this on Lockdown Clippers. They're going to try for the number one seed and no one's going to care that yeah. they're the number one seed. The regular um, season beasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, uh, I think, you know, the Lakers are not going to want to be a lower seed in this playoffs with, mm. the, with the wild hogs uh, cast that they have going on mm. um, over there with their age and stuff like that. You don't want to be on the road. You definitely don't want to be <laughs> playing in tournament, playing extra games on those legs. So I think they're going to really try and be a higher seed. Um, not sure about the Suns, if I'm being honest. I don't, I didn't necessarily believe in them really last year, um, especially after that Clippers series. I don't see how you could have thought they were really going to give the Bucks any issues. Um, Nuggets are still missing a key guy. Um, and other than that, it gets, you know, there's a lot hinging on Steph still being Steph and Clay yep. still being Clay for the Warriors. So they're kind of running that back. I mean, obviously, Steph is going to be very, very, very good. Um, but they're kind of putting a lot on how Clay can come back and play strong. And then, you know, Mavs, I have no idea what to make of the Mavs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think I, I think that's kind of I think a lot of those teams are going to be jumbled. And I bet the game separating what four through eight, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like four or five games at the right at the end of the season separating those seeds. I couldn't agree more. That's exactly what John Corrales and I said. And look, I could make an argument for every single one of the teams beneath the Clippers as a sure. reason for why they could fall out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Dallas Mavericks, their lack of depth, plus the Kristaps Porzingis, Luka Doncic dynamic, uh, the Portland Trailblazers, does Damian Lillard even want to be there? Is that team good enough? They haven't put enough around him. Lakers, they're just old. They're two injuries away from completely falling apart. The Memphis Grizzlies, did they overachieve last season? John yeah. Morant is good, but what about the rest of that roster? Uh, you talked about the goal. Golden State Warriors too with I mean they're banking on Clay and Steph being very very good again and Draymond being Draymond and then the rest of their young players being competent uh, which based off of what they do there and the culture that they have there maybe not that scary of a bet but when you look at a team like the Sacramento Kings who like Mm. uh, as much as we'd love to see the Kings make it all a jump all the way into the sixth seed and avoid the play and all together. That would be phenomenal. That's very unlikely. I think it would be a <laughs> tremendous win for the Kings to secure a seventh or eighth seed just so oh, they yeah. could get a home game uh, during the, the play in tournament. What, when you look at this team, where do you see like, and, and be completely honest, even if it's brutally yeah. honest, like the state of the Western conference, this team maybe has gotten better, but it's not good enough in the West. Where do you see the Sacramento Kings team and where are they on your radar of, okay, a team for the Clippers to keep an eye on a little bit? Well, I mean, I think play in team is a completely legitimate expectation for this Kings team. Um, Davion Mitchell, that pick is such a good pick by your front office. He is going to be phenomenal for you guys. Um, Halliburton is good. Like, it, and I, I honestly probably said some similar things last year about the Kings because every year I'm like, the Kings, it's there. They got the guys. Like, it, it can happen. Um, unfortunately, I just <laughs> think you have a horrible head coach, um, which, you know, maybe he'll prove me wrong. But there's a lot of good things that can happen for the Kings, and their luck has to turn at some point. I think they'll be a playing team. And it's going to be a team that they like playing the Clippers. 
Uh, Jaron Fox, I think, called his mom after he beat the Clippers two seasons ago for the first time in his career. Like, they like playing the Clippers and Mm -hmm. trying to ruin their day, which is fun. Um, Pacific Division rivalries, who doesn't love it? But, I mean, anytime we play the Kings, it's not fun because you guys are so fast. So, (laughs) But I think playing team... If you guys, I'm not sure about your schedule, but if you guys can take care of whatever, you know, kind of home stretches you guys have, I think playing is perfectly acceptable for, for the Kings to make it. And I would not want to face that team at home for the first time in a very long time for the playoffs. Yeah, the Kings are chomping at the bit just to get an opportunity to play and have that atmosphere and experience that atmosphere. Yeah. Although I will say uh, the, the goal for the Kings is to make the playoffs. And if the play-in is considered postseason, it's not considered <laughs> playoffs here in Sacramento. It's right. not good No, enough. definitely. That's it's, a good call. It's about getting into a best-of-seven series, not mm-hmm. a single-game elimination. Even if you play two games and you lose both and are knocked out, does not matter. Yeah. Um, but... Before we talk about this upcoming preseason game, because obviously this game doesn't matter, it's not going to be like the regular season battles between these teams. I do want to talk about, uh, I mean, you alluded to the success that the Kings have had against the Clippers in the past, but now with this Clippers team that's lacking Kawhi, in the meetings, the matchups between the Kings and the Clippers, this expectation, if you were working for the Kings or you you changed your uh, your loyalties, came over <laughs> yeah, to Sacramento, right. <laughs> how would you tell the Sacramento Kings the, the best way that they defeat the Los Angeles Clippers this season? What, what is going to be like the, the, the kryptonite for LA in your mind? It's going to be get the ball out of Paul George's hands. Um, I think they're going to try and I would probably send a couple guys at Paul George, which as a Clipper fan, I probably think a little more highly of Paul George's passing abilities and what they might actually be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of pick your poison. If our role players are on, if Reggie's hitting from deep, if Bledsoe's able to penetrate and him and Zuer looking good on the pick and roll, then it's then it's hard. Then you just hope that those guys don't beat you. But I think you have to try and get the ball out of Paul George's hands. And you absolutely have to win the non-Paul George minutes. Because if you don't win the non-Paul George minutes, I, I'm not sure how the Paul George minutes are going to be going. Um, so I think it's getting the ball out of Paul George's hand. It's trying to get, you know, you're going to leave Bledsoe open probably on the perimeter. You're going to leave Justice Winslow open on the perimeter. And you got to take advantage of turnovers. There's going to be, Kind of some growing pains with this new offense for the Clippers. It's not totally revamped, but just from one preseason game, we've seen a lot more motion in the post, um, a lot more like Luke Kennard cuts and kind of small, small pick and rolls and stuff like that. So take advantage of the turnovers, win the non-Paul George minutes. You'll probably do okay as long as Paul George doesn't score over 23. On the flip side of that, though, with the amount of expectations that are going to be on Paul this season because Kawhi is out, I mean, that's tif- difficult to sustain for all 82 games, no matter who you are. Is it a reasonable strategy, or do you think you're playing into the Clippers' hands if you say, we're going to let Paul get his and just not let anybody else beat <laughs> I would, I would love it if teams did that. Okay. Um, because I don't think that would work well for them at all, because at some point when Paul George was getting his, you're sagging off. Um, Batum or Mook or Reggie or someone like that or Kennard. And then, you know, Terrence Mann is still, he had the 39 point game. He was not just a flash in the pan. The talent is very real. So if you want to let Paul George go and get his, please do. We would love that. Locked on Kings is brought to you by our friends over at betonline.ag, the best place for all your sports gambling needs, a great place to make some extra money. And BetOnline is back and better than ever with all eyes on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. 
and basketball too. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but you have to use our promo code locked on, all one word, to receive that bonus. From football to basketball, boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so let's talk about this preseason game here because the Kings are coming off of a very impressive preseason uh, win, even though the yeah. wins don't matter. Played very well against a, a Phoenix Suns team that wasn't even close to it full strength. Uh, but ultimately, we were looking at lineups. We were looking at rotations for Luke Walton. There are a lot of people like yourself that are skeptical about Walton's ability to coach this team, skeptical mm -hmm. about his ability. I mean, you've kind of removed the number one excuse that he had. He didn't really use it as an excuse to be fair to him, uh, but the Kings' depth last year was horrific. It was bad. really, yeah, really the end of the season. Right. Now, he has depth, but it's up to him to figure out how to utilize that depth and work those rotations. So we saw him workshopping some things, playing with three guard lineups, playing with where Marvin Bagley still fits in, where Alex Len and Tristan Thompson fit in uh, in the front court, these seven centers that are on this roster or something like that. <laughs> so um, it was mostly positive. Now the Kings did struggle to take care of the basketball at times. Their shot selection wasn't the best. Uh, their shooting percentage wasn't the best. But really what I'm hoping for from a Kings perspective is Take what you did in, in the Suns win and sustain it. Play the same way, even if it results in a loss, just play the same way. Show that that is sustainable, that you can be consistent. Because inconsistency has been the biggest issue for the Kings over the last decade. Uh, what are you and what should even Kings fans watching the Kings and the Clippers, what should they be looking out for for what the Clippers are trying to implement and work on here in preseason? Um, before I get to that, couldn't agree with you more on the process. At the, I was at the Clippers Nuggets game uh, yesterday, and I don't even I looked at the score maybe twice because it was like who? I mean, it was a very close game, which was fun. But you're looking for the process for the Clippers. You're going to be looking for Eric Bledsoe active on both ends. He was flying around the court in his limited minutes. Um, Pelicans fans on Twitter were not happy because <laughs> Bledsoe looked engaged and happy to be playing uh, for the Clippers. Reggie Jackson. He went, I think he went three of three from deep. And then Tyloo was like, you can sit down. Like, this is fine. We've seen enough. Um, so more of the same from him from the playoffs, which is great. Look for, we're going to see, you're probably going to see a lot of Giles and Hartenstein because we're, we have a third center battle right now. Oh um, Kings fans very much familiar with Giles. Um, Giles looked, torched the Kings when he was with the Blazers <laughs> in the preseason last year. So don't be there surprised if he goes off. Don't be surprised. Um, yeah. He had 12 boards against the uh, Nuggets, which is very impressive, but Look for the battle there. There's going to be a lot of weird lineups with that. And I I would be, you know, look for Luke Kennard to get his. They're going to try and find ways to get Luke Kennard going. Um, we also don't know if Paul George, Mook, and Batum are going to be playing. Mm. I'm not sure even if they are how many minutes they would get. Um, it seems like the Kings are kind of playing everybody, which is great. Um, mm. Personally, I do kind of want to see some more starters play for the Clippers. But, yeah, if you're a Kings fan, look how the backcourt of Reggie and Bledsoe is going to try and defend, um, you know, Fox and I'm assuming Halliburton maybe. Mm -hmm. um, for that and then yeah just that motion offense there's going to be a whole bunch of screens set at the elbow you're going to see a whole bunch of i mean if hartenstein's out there he's going to be dribbling a lot which is a little surprising it's going to be a little different looking at the clippers team obviously because it's preseason basketball but a lot of motion on offense look for them to push the pace a little more than they did last season ty lu reference they were bottom five in pace and he wanted to change that which a guy like bledsoe really does and be ready for a bunch of Justice Winslow uh, point forward minutes because that's apparently a very real thing that the Clippers are working on this season. But I'm I'm really excited for this game. I'm so excited for Mitchell versus Brandon Boston Jr. Um, Brandon Boston Jr. started the game for the Clips uh, against the Nuggets. He was, I don't know if people know about his story, he was like a predicted top five, top ten pick, had a really rough year at Kentucky for a lot of reasons, um, mm -hmm. and fell to 51st for the Clippers, which wow. – 
I mean, the Clippers are not a very good drafting team, but they went with upside this year and he has a whole lot of it. And we all know what Mitchell can do on the defensive end. Um, so I'm, there's going to be some fun battles, I think, um, this Kings Clippers game. So you kind of talked about it there with, with Davion Mitchell, but sometimes, I mean, preseason games, they can be an eyesore, a, a drag to, to sit through. And so far this preseason, both teams have treated us to at least somewhat compelling games, but sometimes you have to go into a game telling yourself, okay, I'm, I'm trying to pay attention to this, or I'm watching <laughs> right. for this F- for you with a, a Kings perspective. Again, you just talked about Davion Mitchell, but is there anything else with this Kings team that you're like from, from a Laker or a, an LA and, and Clippers perspective, I'm interested in this on the Kings. I want to see this during preseason. I'm interested to see how healed, looks from a vibe perspective because there was a bunch of chatter about him getting traded a lot of people thought he was going to um we know kind of the issues with him and the kings um and stuff like that but he's going to be a sniper i think i mean you guys are so fast i've mentioned it before but i just want you you know i'm looking for the pace to see if it's still there i'm looking if fluke walton actually use your guys's pace i'm looking if harrison barnes is going to be feeling comfortable because when he's on he's great at what he does um and defense. I'm really curious to see what that Kings defense is going to look like. You guys drafted for need, which was very smart. Um, so overall, I think it'd just be overall defense and honestly, probably more a little more focused on that transition defense, which you will get a chance to work on against this seemingly fast preseason Clippers team. Last question I have for you, Chuck. What are the odds of, uh, at least in the regular season, and maybe in the playoffs, but we'll, we'll focus on regular season, the uh, the Clippers being the kings of of L.A. And, and being the better team than the Los Angeles Lakers this season. What would you say the odds are with that? Head-to-head head or overall standings? Overall standings. And even head-to-head, head, like their head-to-head head matchups. I guess just in general, like how are you feeling about the, the Clippers keeping L.A. as their town? after? I, th- what- I think it'll, I think our basketball will look a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a process wise, but I think it's going to be hard. I think it's probably, you know, I'm going to call it 50, 50. I think head to head, the Clippers will take the series, but I think in the standings because of how brutal the Clippers schedule is, I think they have more five games and sevens than like five teams combined. Um, and we're really front loaded with home games and stuff like that. I think the Lakers might finish some skosh higher than the Clippers, but head to head, I think the Clippers got it. All right. Well, we'll be interested to see the, the battle of the LA Clippers versus the 2013 NBA All-Star team that they have over there in Los Angeles. Thank Absolutely. you, Chuck, so much, my man. When the, the Kings and Lakers do play for real this season, we'll have to do this again and, and talk about those matchups because those games always seem to be fun. Uh, enjoy the preseason game as much as you can. Enjoy the regular season as much as you can. And we'll, uh, we'll chat soon, my guy. It was a pleasure to have Chuck back here on Locked on Kings. It's going to be interesting to pay attention to what happens with the Los Angeles Clippers this year. And like he talked about, the Kings, for some reason, over recent years, really in the De'Aaron Fox era, they've had a lot of success against the Clippers. And now with no Kawhi being there, look to those Kings-Clippers meetings during the regular season as an opportunity for the Kings to pick up a win or two, especially with the speed and the pace of play that they like to play at. So I want to hear your thoughts on the Kings chances against the Los Angeles Clippers during the regular season. I also, of course, want to hear your thoughts of what you're paying attention to your wish list items uh, for this upcoming preseason game in LA against the Clippers. So send that all to me. You can do so on Twitter at Matt George Sack. You can email me Sports at gmail.com or feel free to leave uh, your questions or comments in the uh, comment section down below if you're watching on YouTube. I appreciate your support. If you could leave a review of Locked on Kings, that would be phenomenal. Best place to do that is on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Hit five stars. Leave a little blurb about what you like about the podcast, any constructive criticism uh, that you might have. 
have any requests for the show uh, or just a, a reason for Kings fans or just sports fans to come and listen to Locked On Kings. I'd really appreciate that. Just like I'd appreciate you coming back for the next episode. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.